Climax Connection is a website where you can find free phone sex, cam sex, cyber sex partners, and you can listen to erotic audio contributed by other members. You can read erotic stories and or participate in the website's forums and chat rooms. She's worked in the adult entertainment industry for seven years as a phone sex operator, a writer for adult websites, and also worked as a voiceover artist. Sharon, welcome to the Only Sandro podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm so happy that you are on the show, and uh, (laughs) I I love all my guests. But when you reached out to me, this was just uh, something special. Really? Yes. Great. Yes. Um, now, did you uh, did you have a chance to check out my website at all? A little bit. It's oh. it's a fairly minimal looking website. Yes, it is because I'm a very minimal type of person. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So uh, I'd love to uh, get your uh, thoughts on what I'm doing before I I get into your. So if you couldn't tell, I I am a dude who lives in a van. Hence the yes, name. According to the domain name. Yes, <laughs> dudeinvan.com or only yeah. Sandro, depending on uh, which you feel is safer. The reason why I live in a van is I, I decided that I don't need a lot of possessions to be happy, but my goal is to pursue a career in broadcasting as a producer or um, some sort of on air talent, more of like a talk show environment. And uh, since uh, the radio industry does not always pay well at first, mm-hmm. I figured why not live in a van till someone picks me up. If that's what works for you, that's the important thing. That's great. I think I think it's working because I smile a lot more now. You know, for a while I wasn't smiling too much, but we we won't get too much into that. Um, but I just actually I wanted to know what what do you think of a of a person who lives in a van? Well, I couldn't live in that small quarters. I mean, I'm assuming you don't have pets. I, I don't know how you could. No no pets. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big pet person. <laughs> I love my animals, and, and they need room to run around and room for litter boxes and, and all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, a van, that's, that's pretty tight quarters. And, and I'm, I'm wondering, I guess, obviously you don't have uh, plumbing facilities in your van. No. So you would have to be parked someplace nearby for washroom and shower and and whatnot yeah the the shower is through the gym okay i have a i have a membership to a gym where i have 24 hour uh, access well that's good but i mean uh it might be a little inconvenient when you have to make a visit to the restroom in the middle of the night well uh out in the cold and the dark and i don't know how far it is from where your van is parked until where you'd be able to have uh, facilities, I don't know. That that would be my primary concern. Yeah, well, I have a I have a daytime cycle. Not to go into too much detail, and uh, you know, <laughs> a a bottle works great. Oh my god! So it's basically like the scene out of Dumb and Dumber. Uh, yeah, yes. Oh my god! It, oh my god! It, wow, that it, really is taking yeah. minimal to a whole other level, isn't it? Now, yes, I I try not to do uh, that stuff. <laughs> In uh, in my living quarters, but uh, oh, you know, God. like you said, when when uh, nature calls, you cannot ignore it, or not oh, for wow. too long. Yeah, yeah, life is good. That's that's a lot more information than I ever thought I'd be getting. My goodness. Well, wow. you, you know, with the conversation that we're about to have, uh, some of my listeners might think the same about um, you know what we're going to talk about. Well, if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty, I'm just thinking now, after I masturbate, I have to wash my hands. And obviously, if you don't have running water, that would be a problem. Yeah. I... You have to get to some place to wash your hands if you have cum on your hands. I guess there's lots of things that I haven't thought about if somebody lives in a van. Yeah. And you've masturbated and you have cum all over your hands. What exactly are your options here? So the um, van has been know. masturbation free so far. You live masturbation free? Oh, it, yes. 
uh, for the last uh, since I've been doing this. Why? Well, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to get my head out of uh, hey, you're you're in like a parking lot right now. And people could be well, walking around. Okay, yes, <laughs> it's I can not... understand. But you could have like blinds on your windows or something. Oh, I do have blinds. I mean, no one can see me inside. The windows are tinted. Wow, how the hell do you go without masturbating? I have to find, um, you know, a friend for the night. I guess. Oh, jeez! <laughs> wow! Holy cats! That's wow! That really is minimal. Yeah, uh, it's it's been know. great. Well, maybe if things improve for your radio career, you could bump up from a van to a Winnebago or something. Yeah, maybe. That would have like a little bathroom inside. Yeah, maybe. Um, and you could park it someplace where they have those hookups and stuff that you for the night you hook it up. Uh, I've never been in a Winnebago. Some of the ones are pretty fancy I've seen on TV, but they've got everything. They're, I mean, some of the country music stars and whatnot that travel around on these things. These buses and Winnebagos that they have are just they're fantastic. The, they're luxury, the way they have everything in there, from kitchens to bathrooms, king-size beds, everything. Yeah. Some I, are quite <laughs> extravagant. Yeah, I definitely have looked into that. Um, I got the, the van uh, mainly so I could still travel through cities mm-hmm. without, you know, if you're in a big RV, uh, you can't really well, do that. the gas prices would be y- crippling, yeah. Yeah, but I still cook. I have a, uh, a George Foreman-style grill that plugs oh. into my 12-volt. So I'm not living like 100%, you know, crazy. I'm still cooking. I love I love to cook. What do you have for a fridge? I I just go to the store prior to. You know, okay. I, I have a lot of well. free time now to work on on certain things and and part of my routine is well, you know, spend as little time as possible in the van. I when I say I live in a van, I should really say uh, whatever state I'm in at that time. So we'll use New Jersey because that's primarily where I stay. Mm-hmm. I live in New Jersey, but I sleep in a van. That's a better way to paint the picture. Yeah. So, you know, cooking I, I is good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a materialistic person, so it's not like I need to live in the Aaron Spelling Mansion or something where they have <laughs> their own bowling alleys. I can't even imagine living like that. But living in a van, that's just... Or sleeping in a van, rather. Say it however you want. a fridge or a bathroom, I, uh, I, at the very least, need running water in a fridge. Well, you get a a few bottles of water. Uh, I do have a solar power generator, so I do have power that isn't just Uh coming out of the van, uh, which is how I ran a fan over the summer. Um, I'm not sure where you're from, but... Some summers I'm are from Ontario, Canada. Okay, well, uh, I need to make my way up there. I'd love to go to Canada. You know, down here, it, the summers are brutal. I don't know how they are over yeah, there. Yeah, they're pretty brutal. Yeah. I'm in southwestern Ontario, so it's. Uh, I mean, it's definitely in the high nineties. Lots of summer days, very uh, humid. Because not that far from the Great Lakes, so it's a, a lot of humidity. Wow. I, I need my air conditioning. Yeah. I get really miserable. I go into bitch mode really fast <laughs> if the temperature starts to go up. I just I cannot stand the heat and the humidity. I just get really upset. I went through uh, the summer with just a fan. Oh, God. I don't know how you can do it. I really don't. Just just trying to make uh, by, you know, just living. You, you'd rather live like that than live with your family or friends or something? Well, I lived with friends for a while, um, and that was great, but it, it gets to a point where I, I kind of want my own personal space, and uh, I, don't, I don't really get along with my family too well, um, mm-hmm. which isn't because of the van. The van happened after the family stuff, so don't, it's not that, I, hey, I live in a van, and then they abandoned me. It's more like... Uh, yeah, and you guys don't understand me. I don't understand you. Um, and then years later, hey, you know, how about you get your own place, a.k.a. van? Wow. Yeah. 
Well, different strokes for different folks. Things. Definitely. A perfect saying, actually. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, every kind of life isn't right for everybody. So let's dive into uh, you. How, how did you oh, get okay. started with, um, well, whichever direction you want to go with, the phone sex or how you were um, a writer for adult websites and working as a voiceover artist? Well, unfortunately, like most women in this business, not all, but a lot of us, unfortunately, came to this business because of financial desperation. There really wasn't any other options. So I got into that, and it, uh, even though it was a very bad place in my life when I got into it, it worked out okay. Uh, it's still not what you would call an easy profession to get along in. It's, it's a challenge. It definitely is. There's too many women in the business. There's not enough guys that are interested in phone sex, it seems. Um, it, it's a difficult business to get along in. It really is. And it was it was because of lack of finances that I found myself where I was. I had always written for interest ever since my childhood and teens, I always wrote. After I had been in the business for a number of months, I started writing these audios, the, the little scripts for my audios. And one of the places that I was on a forum board for adult uh, women for that are phone sex operators, the owner of this forum board had posted, do you have audios that we can buy some of the rights to to have our clients that are maybe not interested in a live call, but they could listen to the recordings. And you would retain the rights to them, but you're also giving them the rights to broadcast them on their website and stuff. And I said, okay, yeah, I've got some audios. And so the owner of this phone sex company was impressed with my audios, and he asked if I had written the material, and I said, yes, I wrote them all myself. And he asked if I would be interested in doing some blog writing for their phone sex sites that they have many of. And that was, oh, gosh, that was five or six years ago, and I still write for that company. Uh, I still have written for them for all those years on and off. And then I started writing for a couple of other companies, and I write for other operators as well. And I have a site for my writing, uh, adultblogwriter.com, and people find that site, other operators find that site, and, and they will say, you know, because a lot of companies require girls to do writing, and a lot of girls either don't like it or they're not good at it, and they would just rather pay somebody else to do it for them. And so there are several girls that I write for on a weekly basis, as well as a couple of companies that I write for. And I've written for other companies other than phone sex companies, sex toy companies, lingerie companies. There was a porn site that I wrote for for a while. Uh, some gigs will only be for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and others there's people I've written for every week for five years that are long-term clients. So I do still do a lot of writing, and the audios mostly were done for my own enjoyment and to share with other people, but now I also got into doing voiceovers, custom-made audios, my site eroticaudiorecordings.com. People will find that, and I get lots of jobs on there from everything from voicemail greetings to this week I'm about to start my longest recording of a three-hour story that this man wrote because I can tell from the word count when I when somebody sends me a script I run it through the word counter to see approximately how long it's going to be 
and it's going to be a three-hour story. I did a self-help book in the spring for a man. I do non-adult jobs for voiceover work as well. There's quite a lot of voicemail greetings that I get from various companies, everything from party planning companies to there was a radio spot I did on a Jacksonville radio station this past Valentine's Day for some party that they were sponsoring. All kinds of little voice gigs will come my way, and and I'm always grateful to do that. I I like doing the voiceover work a lot. Do you still do live uh, phone sex with clients? Oh, yes. That's that's still the majority of my income is phone sex calls, yes. Do Do you remember the first time you took a call? Yes, I do. I remember the first call very well. And uh, were I you do. were you nervous? Do you remember being nervous? I was. I was. And I was so green. I actually said to this man, you're the first man that ever called. <laughs> <laughs> Most men probably would have hung up at that point thinking, I don't want this newbie that doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. But I remember it very well. And that man was a regular client for over four years until that company that he called closed. And I spoke to him regularly for the whole time I was at that first company that I started at. And I remember it very well. It was <laughs> it was a fantasy that he wanted me and him and another guy with the emphasis on him and the other guy. And I remember that very well, yeah. And, and uh, it was always the same fantasy when he called every time for the four years that he called. And he would call about every four to six weeks. And he was a longer caller. He'd call for around an hour. And that's always what he wanted to talk about was uh, this threesome with, with me and the other guy. Do you get other clients that um, want the same kind of scenario going every time? Yes. Uh, that was one thing that surprised me and made me happy when I started I I thought when I started, how am I going to find something different to talk about every time the same guy calls? And then I quickly realized that most guys, not all, but most, seem to have their one little go-to fantasy, and they want to talk about the same thing every single time. Some of them will have a few that they use on a rotating basis. Others will get on one for a few months, and then they'll go on to something else. But I was grateful for that repetition because it's a lot easier to just go through the same thing over again than have to try and think of something different. But most of them have their little thing, and and that's what they're into, yeah. Can you explain a little bit how you kind of prepare yourself mentally to, you know, go through a conversation with someone? Well, you never really know when you pick up the phone who it is or what they want. When I think of the calls that I've had today... I had one of my regulars that call, and he usually wants the same thing. So as soon as he calls, I know I just go into autopilot because I know exactly what he wants. Then there was one that wanted a robot call. Those are always fun where I have to talk in a robot voice. Can You, you never a- know what it's going to be when you pick up the phone. Can I get an example of your robot voice? <laughs> yes. Uh, let me think of one of the lines that I said to him when I was talking to him today. Uh my mouth was designed to give you pleasure, Master. I know it's kind of ridiculous. That no, I love it. Get excited by no, I'm, I'm super but excited. But the fanbots and, and the sex androids—they have their fans. They do. Wow. I see. I. It's fascinating to me that someone would call multiple times looking for a similar thing. Mm-hmm. They but, do. But at they the same time, I, if you have a preference, you have a preference. You know, mm-hmm. like me. Um, you know, dating wise, 
uh, you know, I kind of just look for the same type of girl. Short, mm-hmm. five foot four to the floor, short hair, usually dark with red lipstick. That's my type. That's pretty specific. Yeah. And if I don't find it, then that night I, I you know, I'm, I, I'm just hanging out with the boys. I don't care about the girls around me. <laughs> Some nights. You know, other nights it's like, eh, cross the line, go for the blonde. But, you know. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, that's to me that's uh, fascinating that you, you would have clients that uh, repeat as well. And like you said, often, m- multiple times in in a month or within a, a six-month oh, span. Yeah. If you don't have repeat clients, you're going to be in serious trouble really fast. Your regulars are your bread and butter. So they can ask specifically for you when they oh, call. Oh, yes. If they call my own line from my own website, they know I'm the only one that's going to answer the phone. But on, on various other websites, you'll have a profile page, and the guys will go to their profile page, and they'll have their list of girls in their favorites list that they have on there. So it's very easy. There, I think there's really not that many companies anymore that it's just like a total random pick of the draw kind of a thing. Most companies, if a guy wants a specific girl, he's not going to have trouble finding her unless she's not online, of course. But it's it's pretty easy to go and get the same girl all the time, if you know, especially if you know her schedule or you know when she's usually going to be on. It's not difficult. And uh, so your schedule's out there. Uh, I'm totally, you know, I, my hours are all over the map. I, people will say, well, what hours are you going to be available? It's like, I don't know. If it says I'm available, call. But I have an availability indicator on my website, and when I wake up, I usually remember to set it 98% of the time. Once in a while, I'll go to bed, and I think, oh, God, I never turned it on today. And it's like even though my line was on, it says not available, so people weren't trying but you usually remember to set those things. It's just a daily thing I do when I open up my tabs, and it says available when I'm awake and unavailable when I go to bed. So if it says available, the chances are pretty good you're going to get me. Am I eating into your time now? Uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry well, about it. No, is this like a – because East Coast, it's it's nighttime, but as we mm-hmm. get more West, it's a little bit earlier in the day. So – do you get more clients uh, like right after dinner time or do you? Uh, it really varies a lot. Sometimes I prefer to sleep in the day. I usually don't get out of bed until around dinner time. And mm-hmm. lots of times it can have been busy during the day and I won't have gotten a lot of sleep because the phone will keep ringing and then it'll wake me up. And and then you're doing calls and trying to get back to sleep. And it's uh, it's there's no rhyme or reason to this business. It can be dead for hours, no calls for hours and hours, or like five or six hours between calls, and then it can be fairly busy, and you'll get a few back to back kind of thing. There's there's no way to predict when it's going to ring. Every day of the week can be different. You'd think Sunday would be the most dead day. Some of my most profitable days have been Sundays. It's not always a Friday night or a Saturday night that's going to be hopping. It can. Uh, be any day of the week there's absolutely no rhyme or reason to it and uh between all the stuff that you do uh is this like your sole uh income i guess or like your your career is this Mm -hmm. okay calls is most of my money but the writing and voiceover work is certainly a portion of what i do and do you do cam stuff no cameras okay and um okay now how do you keep yourself interested in your work because for me, as an example, you know, you go to work and some days you're like, yep, don't feel like being here, but I'm pushing these buttons and I'm doing stuff. 
It is difficult with writing, especially my clients that I have for that, they have deadlines. And I may not feel like writing that day, but I figure as long as I get it in by the deadline, that's okay. It's not really that wise to leave everything until 10 hours before the deadline and try and get everything done. But sometimes that's just how it goes. I know what you mean. Some days you just don't want to do that much. I'm so lucky that I can work from home and set my own hours. If I want to get up at 6 a.m. or 6 p.m., I can get up out of bed whenever I want or get back into bed when I want. As long as people have their things on time, whether it's a recording. I mean, the people that ask for recordings, I have much more leeway. They're not, well, I have to have this by Monday morning, you know, the the deadline is then. I usually tell people if it's a short recording, I can get it within a couple of days. If it's longer, it's going to take a week or two. But I don't have a set time or date for that. But writing, most of the people have deadlines. Well, this has to be done by Monday morning. This has to be done by Saturday night. So I know that they have to have these things by that time. So as long as I get them to them in that time, I can sort of either work like a demon or slack off as I see fit as long as the stuff is finished on time. And you said that uh, the industry's kind of overpopulated with women and there's, oh, yeah. there's not yeah. enough men. I'm I'm kind of interested in the men. It's more it's overpopulated with women than there's not enough men. There's yeah. just too many women that have decided that they're going to try and do this for spare cash on the side. If you took out all the ones that were doing it part-time for extra money, it would leave it to the veterans like me that are doing it full-time and this is their full income. Because a lot of women in this business, it's not their full income. They are just doing it for spare money on the side for extras. And when you think of that taking away from the people that this is their full-time job, I really wish it was only the committed veterans that were doing this business rather than the part-timers. How does someone like myself get into it? Well, there are male operators, but uh, you're not really going to be having many women call you. Most of the callers would be men. Even if I was a woman? like what? Oh, if you were a woman, okay. e- Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. Well... You just would have to look online under phone sex companies and uh, start going through them. That's how I did it when I started. That was I didn't know anything about the business. I didn't know anybody in the industry. I just typed in phone sex companies into the search engine, and then I started just going down the list and emailing companies, asking if they needed girls. If you don't mind me asking, what what were you doing right before you did that search? Like what for a career or for money? This is the only job I've ever had. I looked after my grandmother from the time I finished high school until she passed away. And after she passed away and I had nobody to support me financially anymore, I had to support myself. So it was a pretty rude awakening to always having been taken care of financially, having a roof over my head, food provided for me, to all of a sudden having to support myself ever, never having worked a day in my life. It was, uh, it was not a pleasant time. Wow. If I was in your shoes, that's when I would have started living in a van. <laughs> well, I never got my driver's license, so I don't drive. Oh, wow. So I wouldn't really be able to do much in a van other than just sit there. I wouldn't be able to drive it. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, that that's, that's terrible. Oh, that makes me sad that you could never... At the, I don't. You said you still didn't get the driver's license? I tried when I was in my teens, and I didn't do well at it, so I just gave up. I just thought, well, I don't really need to do this. Everyone deserves a van. Well, 
If I was going to buy a vehicle, I wouldn't be a van person. I've always thought I'd probably get a pickup truck. <laughs> I used that to would dr- be, I think, more my choice would be a pickup truck. That's what my first car was, a yellow pickup yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a cowboy boots kind of girl. I, I, I can see myself in a pickup truck. <laughs> All right. I like that. Uh, do you get female callers? Uh, once in a blue moon, I do. A few times a year, I get females, yes. And, uh, well, now, now you got me thinking. Are their fantasies as uh, wild as maybe a male's? No, I have not found that to be true. That's why I, I like female callers. I wish I got more of them because not only are they more polite than most men, uh, but they don't really ask for anything that's too far out there. And men, I could live a million years and not come up with some of the stuff that men tell me on a daily basis. But I've never talked to a woman that wanted to talk about anything strange. They're just usually bi-curious, and they want to explore that with another woman. I've never had a woman asking me to talk like a robot or any of the other crazy stuff that men seem to have no problem asking about, yeah. What's, like, the craziest scenario, like, place that they asked you to bring them, if that even happens? Like, I've never called in. I'm not a very... um, you know, my imagination doesn't really go far with, with you know, sex and stuff. It's like when it's there in front of me, then that's when the mind starts to turn and come up with an idea. But sitting around, I can't come up with, like, a fantasy or uh, some sort of, like, place that I want to be. I just – my brain just doesn't work that way. Yeah, I'm not really into the role-playing and fantasy stuff either. And some of these guys have just got the wildest imaginations. I just don't know where they come up with this stuff. The thing with the robots and quicksand, I think that's very strange. Uh, guys that like uh, ladies thinking in quicksand, that's always struck me as very strange. Uh, some of them will have wild celebrity fantasies. They'll have these celebrities that they want to talk about. <laughs> All kinds of uh, different things. What happens if you do get someone uh, like me who doesn't, know what they want like how how do you draw a story out of them i just basically try to lead them down what we would call the suck and fuck road a (laughs) suck and fuck call is just a very vanilla blowjob description fucking description what position would you like you know let's talk about you going down on me me going down on you and then what positions we'd fucking just very basic and that's fine I prefer that than all these intricate role plays that you really have to pay such close attention to all these details. And some of them have got just really complicated stories and, and fantasies that you think, God, who the hell could follow this? It's like a Shakespearean novel or something. It's just crazy. Some of the things that have all these different players in them and neighbors and stepmoms and all these kinds of things going on. There's just too much going on. And it's like, what's wrong with basic? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Some people want complicated. Uh, I I think that's funny. Uh, this it's just crazy. I you know like I, I would probably be like a see I I don't know where I would play into it because I you know I don't even um, I'm not like open in that way. Mm-hmm. I can talk about anything. You know, people ask me questions and I'll answer honestly or I'll try to be as honest as possible. But I just don't know if I could call someone that I don't know. And um, I don't want to say not have a conversation because that's what we're doing now, but mm-hmm. explore in that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I would be able to receive a call. Um, that's why I'm interested in, like, how do you – like, for me to prepare for this interview, I have to sit down. I have to read 
um, some stuff about my guests. I have to put on some music that gets me in, in the mood to talk. And then um, I, I always look out at my van and, and smile and say, hey, you're doing what you want to do. Like, you're, you're living the dream um, kind of thing. Like, I talk myself up like I'm already famous and that this is going to be posted on the Internet and the world is uh-huh. just going to be in love with me. Or something like that. You know, I don't want to say in love with me, but um, they're gonna be like, "Oh, cool! He's he's posted something again." That's that's the reaction I go for. He's posted something again. Well, I guess it's like some people would not feel comfortable on a one night stand with somebody. I hate those. They would not even consider that. They wouldn't consider sex outside of a relationship. It wouldn't even be an option. Other people would have no problem going meeting somebody, and twenty minutes later, they're in bed. It's the same kind of thing. Some people are going to be comfortable with it and not think it's any big deal. Other people, they wouldn't consider even sharing any kind of intimacy with somebody that's not in their life. It's it's a random stranger. It's something that's different for everybody. I can think of phone sex partners that I've had, and it's it's not difficult for me. <laughs> I guess it's like casual sex on the phone, isn't it? It's really not that difficult to meet somebody, and you can have some kind of a spark or chemistry and you can be in bed 30 minutes later after you've been texting with this person and chit-chatting with them over Skype for a few minutes, and you think, God, this guy sounds really hot. I really want to play with them. <laughs> and you just jump into bed, and you're both masturbating like fiends and having a wonderful time, and you can have great sexual chemistry. And this is somebody that an hour before you didn't even know existed. And it can be hot as anything. It really can. I don't know. It's uh, it's strange. Some people would never consider that. Some people, some guys can be so shy. And it surprises me. And they'll say, oh, well, I wouldn't be comfortable having phone sex unless we've been chatting for a few weeks or something. I'm like, why? What are you waiting for? If you like them, then isn't, I mean, is it that big of a deal to just masturbate with somebody? I don't think it really is. What's the worst that's going to happen? You didn't have that great of a time and you don't ever need to talk to them again if it didn't work out. It's not that big of a deal, really. I got to start rethinking things. <laughs> when uh... It can be fun. Did you ever, did you ever like, uh, you know, have phone sex with, um, you know, someone prior to the industry? Like, no, no, I never did. It never crossed my mind. It wasn't like someone was like, hey, you're really good at this. I should, I should give no, you a few dollars. That's how a lot of girls start it, though. They do. Lots of guys and girls will start it with their boyfriend or something, or they'll go on to chat lines, those local chat lines that they have. Yeah. And they'll they'll start that way. There's lots of girls that I have heard, oh, well, I started out having phone sex with my boyfriend, and then I started on chat lines, and then somebody said, oh, well, why don't you try it for money? I never tried it once in my whole life until I started it for business, and then I tried it personally about four months later. And, boy, I really wished I'd gotten into it a lot uh, sooner. It's It's a lot of fun. It really is. It never even occurred to me. I mean, until my grandmother passed away, I never even had my own phone. It was just like the family phone. Yeah, I'm going to have phone sex when there's a chance she could be picking up the line. I don't think so. That would not have worked. But uh, after she's uh, gone and and now I have my own phone lines, I have several of them actually, and nobody else is going to be picking up my phones. But it it always astounds me if somebody's saying, oh, well, I have to be careful. I don't want to wake up somebody. And have them pick up the phone and hear what's going on. Yeah, that that I would don't be know, good. That would be beyond awkward. It really would. 
but maybe you could play that into the fantasy because, uh, like you said, some of these guys say like, "Oh, the neighbor came over for some reason." Oh, let's let's intertwine this, or their dog came. Do do people do animal stuff too? Oh God, I won't do calls like that. There's guys that would want to believe me. Yes. Do you ever say like, "Look, you just crossed the line. We could take two steps back and restart this," or? Like, I ask a guy before the call begins, what kind of a call are you looking for? Okay. Because it's a lot easier for me to determine if they tell me what they're looking for, and I'll say, okay, that's fine. If they say, I want to talk about cuckold, I want to talk about, you know, my stepmom or whatever, okay, that's fine. But if a guy says, well, I want to talk <laughs> about Fido, no, 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 that's not going to happen. So I say you just try somebody else because there's lots of girls that will be happy to accommodate their fantasies, no matter how wild there will be. But I'm not one of them. I'm not going to discuss stuff like that, no. You're a natural-born broadcaster. That's basically what I did with you prior. Hey, what can and cannot? What what, what do you want to share mm-hmm. and what don't you want to share? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm kind of – I feel like I'm ready to do this. Like I, I could get in, in line and uh, – <laughs> And start taking phone calls from my van. Oh, gosh. Well, like I said, if you did, you wouldn't really be having any lady callers. Uh, I don't know how you feel about gay for pay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't swing that way, but, I mean, when when you got to put gas in the in the house, you got to you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's talk okay. about... Uh, let's talk about some of the services that the website provides, besides the, the phone sex. Um, well... Uh, you mean on Climax Connection? Climax Connection, yes. Yeah, well, my phone sex site is a different site. That's oh, wh- erotictalkphonesex.com. Okay, and that's... Uh, there's, there's no paid phone sex on Climax Connection, no. Okay, and for you, that's just your website to connect to you um, and just you. Yep, that's right. I'm the only one on erotictalkphonesex.com. That's my site. People are only ever going to get me or the voicemail of my voice. If I am in bed or something or on another call, it would go to voicemail if I don't pick up after however many rings. But on Climax, for everybody that loves to masturbate, they can find something on there to amuse themselves with, whether even if they don't want to masturbate with another person, they can read one of the naughty stories. They can listen to one of the audios. There's people that have uploaded audios of themselves masturbating or having sex with their partner. They can listen to those. They can listen to ones like I do, narrating a naughty story. There's other people that have done that as well. So they don't always have to be wanting to connect with another person because, like we just discussed, some people are a bit too shy for that. They may not feel comfortable jumping in to phone or something. I guess cyber would be the softest entry into playing with another person because you're not talking to them with your voice. You're not looking at them on the cam. You're just typing to each other. To me, that personally, that doesn't hold any appeal. But a lot of people are really into cyber sex. They really enjoy that. Yeah, I had I had a friend. This was when we were young. Like, text messaging just started. Mm-hmm. And he used to tell me all the time, hey, you got to find someone to do this with. <laughs> and I, I'm talking about middle school. Oh, and, my. And I'm like, <laughs> middle school, maybe early <laughs> high school. I'm like, dude... <laughs> I just bought this new CD, and I'm trying to listen to these songs because I was, uh, you know, music was my thing back then. And I'm like, like, you don't even know who this person is, but I mean, he swore by it all the time. And I'm, I'm, I don't read well, 
So I can't imagine myself going through text messages. I'm a bad texter as well. So, you know, it's, I could see myself, like, typing stuff wrong and it's just... Just tell them, I'm sorry, I wasted your if time. If I was a guy, my thought would be the chances that it is another guy that's pretending to be a girl is pretty high. That would be my thought. If you're talking to somebody, you know whether it's a man or a woman unless they're doing something weird with their voice. Robot voice. That's right, a robot voice <laughs> or something else. Some guy talking like a woman. And I have heard the funniest stories. One of my phone sex partners, a really nice young guy that I've phoned with for years, told me this really hilarious story that he was he was phoning with this person that he met on some chat room and he said i think it was a guy and i said what do you mean and he said well they wouldn't speak and i said what do you mean they wouldn't speak and he said all they would do was make a noise and i said what kind of a noise and he's like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm and i was laughing and i said well you know what that means don't you that means that it was a guy if they wouldn't speak and he said, yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I hung up on them. Oh, it was just hilarious. And if somebody is saying that they're interested in phone sex, but they're not willing to talk, I'd say the red flags should be going up. That's ridiculous. Oh, definitely. Oh, that was just insane. I've teased him so many times about that. And it's like, if somebody wants to phone with you, the least that you can expect back is that they're going to talk. Yeah, definitely. It actually just brought up something else. How much do they do they share about themselves or whatever story they come up with? I mean, they could turn themselves into King James of whatever time. But uh, do they ever, like, share with you to, to kind of, like, warm themselves up to the idea or you up to the idea of talking or am i just what do you mean clients or personal ones clients like do they do they well, ever tell me stuff but it, it doesn't mean that i think it's true or okay it, it could be lies i mean when i think of some of these guys that will tell me oh yes i'm six foot five and i have a 13 inch penis but yeah sure you do and i'm a doctor and i make three hundred thousand a year i guess that's why you're calling it a phone sex line right because you don't have any women after you if you're that uh appealing and and rich and everything that's uh it's crazy some of the stuff that they tell me is just insane i don't take most of what they tell me as fact i take it with a big grain of salt for certain i see i wouldn't be able to i would take everything literal i you know as a gullible person some of the stuff people tell me i laugh so hard this guy said he seriously said this i could not make this up my cock is so long i tuck it into the top of my sock (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, I guess you must have four-inch legs. It was just ridiculous, the stuff that people tell me and expect me to believe. Just, I could go on for hours about the outlandish stories that people have told me, and I'm here biting my lip to keep from laughing and insulting them. It's just hilarious, some of the stuff that they come up with. Have you ever slept really like is. that? Like, laughing? But, oh, yeah, I did. I've been hung up on because I burst out laughing, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have. It happens. Sometimes you're just shaking uncontrollably with laughter that wants out. And they'll just say one thing that will push you over that edge and you are gone. And sometimes you can not be able to contain yourself for several minutes. Some of them are just so ridiculous. I need to get you a mute button. (laughs) Oh, I wish. Yeah, it really is hilarious. Some of the stuff that they'll come out with and it's like, wow, they really think that I'm buying this. They're serious.
and it's just comical, the stuff that they're coming out with. It is. But they're paying for an audience, really. I think a lot of them are lonely. They're not able to get somebody in real life, or lots of times they may be in a relationship where their wife ignores them for years on end and they don't have any outlet. So they're reaching out to somebody, to a friendly ear, a comforting voice, and they're paying for your time to listen to them. They don't have to sign up on your website and create a profile, do they? Well, on Climax Connection they do, but I mean, obviously that's separate than the phone sex site. There's no signing up or profiles on my phone sex site. No, when they want to call for phone sex, they just need to have a valid credit card and and be serious about getting a call. What would you... What would your guess be uh, for your the age range for your callers? My average callers are fairly middle-aged. Most of them would be between 30 and 55, although I have some younger ones and some older ones. Yeah, younger, younger, I'm um, interested in. Older, I can, I can picture, like, grandpa mm-hmm. calling. But, well, the younger ones usually call for shorter calls because they can't afford very long ones usually. Okay. So I'll have some college student age guys that will call, but they'll only be able to get a five or maybe maximum ten minute mm-hmm. call. How do they do? They decide ahead of time. Like, how does that work? Oh yeah, I ask them. I ask them ahead. You know, how many minutes would you like? If at the end of that time they want to add more, I can just run another transaction. Like if they've bought five minutes, and at the end of that five minutes, I'll say, Would you like? to have more time, and if they say yes, then I just run a transaction for however many more minutes they would like. It's like, uh, I never thought of it as like like a business, really, because I've never... Well, it is. I've it's never looked into business. it before. Yeah, wow. That's it crazy. It is. It's, uh, it's not cheap to get adult merchant accounts to be able to process credit cards and stuff. That stuff is all very expensive, mm-hmm. so you really have to look at it as a serious business. This yeah. is not a hobby. This is something that you're serious about this is what puts food on your table and the roof over your head this is not joking around on some chat line for free this is this is a real business and that's why it really it's like an insult when you get these wankers that will call up that have no intention of buying a call they're just there to waste your time and ask questions you pick up the phone and they'll say oh what color panties are you wearing are you horny right now and it's like if you were serious about buying a call you would never say something like that to an operator you'd say i'm interested in buying a call what are your rates what is the name going to be on my credit card statement these are people that understand it's a business they're buying time of a service and i definitely have people that respect that they understand that and i have no problems with them they understand it as a service and whenever these guys that will call up and say oh can you moan for five seconds can i have a free sample I say, do you go into a restaurant and ask them if you can have a free sample? No. Well, then why are you calling me and asking me for a free sample? Yeah, you're right. Do, does the it's the same principle. Does the credit card name revolve? Like, is it does it change all the time? That the... oh no no, I have CC Services as my business name. Okay. Huh. So it's something totally vanilla. There's tons of other CC Services out there. So no wives or girlfriends or anybody that happens across their credit card statement would have no idea what CC services means. Unless they listen to this podcast, and and then by next week, there's going to be a bunch of guys getting an umbrella over the head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Are the the older clients, like, um, 
uh, more polite? Like, you know, let's say you have like an 85-year-old guy. Does does he start off the... I had a 94-year-old guy, actually. I had I spoke to him a few times. Did, oh, does he start off the fantasy with like bringing you home from taking oh, you out God. for pop? He was hilarious, this 94-year-old guy. He's actually passed away uh, since, terrible. but... He didn't, it didn't happen really have on the phone, fantasies. right? He would be peppering this conversation by telling me about flying planes in World War II, and then it it would out of the blue be, "Do you shave your pussy?" Oh. I mean, there would be these random sexual questions that were peppered into a normal conversation. It was really funny. He was really a, a hoot. He really was. Oh man. He actually left the operator that gave me that call a few times. Uh, he left her money in his will because that's how I found out that he had died. Was when the next time that she called me with a call for somebody else, she said, "You know that guy that you've talked to a few times? He's uh, he's died." And I said, "Oh, that's a shame." And she said, "He left me money in his will." I wanted to ask her how much, but of course I couldn't. But that has happened once in a blue moon. A guy will leave his operator something. It's like, when am I going to be left my? Uh, you know, little fortune by a client. Unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I, I you know what? I, I might have to start like a, a thing, a kickstart or something to, uh, to get you on someone's will. <laughs> I mean, you're you're such a kind person. I will leave Sharon ten dollars in my <laughs> will. <laughs> Maybe my will. I, you know, I was thinking that I, I need to get a will done. Um, uh, not because of of any illnesses, but I'm, I'm actually, uh, I live at, like I said, I live in a van, but I'm getting my real estate license. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of that. And we were going over wills, uh, the other day in class. And, oh. uh, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I, sh- I need to get a will. Maybe, maybe there's a section in my will that will be, um, uh, to, or, to Sha- uh, Sharon. I'll, oh, I'll have a gosh. little, a little, you know, maybe, uh, my van will, will be sent up to, uh, to Canada. Oh gosh. <laughs> Well, maybe if you get a real estate license, are you thinking maybe you will move into an actual place to live? I have friends that ask me if I'm just trying to scam, not scam, but have uh, find places to live during the winter. Uh, that are In like, the empty houses. Yeah. But the that, show houses. That yeah. wasn't my, my intention. Uh, I mean, it's a great idea. Uh, will I move into a house? See, I'm not ready to settle. I'm in my mid-20s. Uh, I haven't had a girlfriend since uh, I was 14. And, oh, wow. and um, I don't I'm, I'm very much a child still. I mean, I have my I have my stuff together. You know, I, I have a full time job. Uh, you know, I work in the industry that I want to work in, which is broadcasting. Uh, this podcast is one of my uh, one of my dreams to get done. And, and this year I'm I'm very happy that I've accomplished it uh, and put up a website and I've had a few podcasts and it's starting to grow a tiny bit. You know, I'm getting more and more interviews. So I, I'm slowly working towards my goals. Um, someone has quoted, uh, one of the, my favorite quotes is you're a, um, you're a functioning homeless person. Uh, I didn't want to say that word homeless, but that did cross my mind earlier. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I mean, I will, I will tell people I'm not homeless because, um, the van to me is home. For right now, I I well, do. When pe- you show people homes, are you going to be driving up in your van while they're driving up in their car? Sure, and I'll and wow. I'll tell them. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I'm not going to lie. You know, they're not. First of all, when they see the van, they're just be oh he he has a van. You know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell them. Look, you know, you don't have to work with me. I'll refer like one of my clients because you get a referral 
out of it anyway, so I'll make a percentage um, mm. regardless. But I'll tell them, you know, honestly, I found the perfect home for me, so I can definitely find the perfect home for you. Well, if it works. See if Why that not? if that didn't work on you, then I have to rethink of the slogan. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of a real estate agent that is driving up in a van. I don't know. Would you be wearing a suit and tie? I don't know. Yeah, I own suits and ties. Okay. Yeah, I I have. Um, I mean, I I would rather wear jeans and a sweatshirt, kind of like what I'm wearing right now. But I I do have um, a tie and a and multiple suits actually. I have multiple ties and multiple suits. Yeah. And they all stay in the van. Yeah, everything. I don't own anything outside of the van. Wow. Um, I got rid of my bed, furniture, um, PlayStation I gave to a friend. A lot, everything I donated. I didn't sell anything. I, I donated it all. Um, I built a bed out of a wooden, like I built a wooden frame and I put a futon mattress on it. Uh, I have like a bunch of bins and, um, you know, like places to store my clothes like uh, plastic drawers. Um, oh, God. I, I couldn't live like that. Yeah, it's not that bad. I find locations with free Wi-Fi, and I watch Netflix before bed, so I'm not disconnected oh. from the world. Uh, soon the podcast will be done directly from the van. Wow. Uh, I, I kind of have the capability. Um, still working out the kinks. You know, I'm not trying to uh, spend my whole paycheck each month on, on equipment, but I do have a fairly good amount. Um, as of right now, if it makes you happy, then I love that's it. Great. Everyone, er, you know, it's let's see. I I don't know when I'm gonna post this. It's probably gonna be within a week. Mm-hmm. But uh, today is the 142nd day. So, so you've lived in the van. Yeah, it's been over one third of it of the year. So you have not spent a winter in the van yet. Not yet. I'm looking forward but you're to it. On it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Unless I unless I get a job offer in in California, Texas, Florida, you know, somewhere warmer. Um, but I I don't I don't see that happening. Not not because I'm not trying, but you know, just um, just because of the trend of how things have been going. Plus, it would be cool to experience it. I wanna I wanna be able to hold over my children's head in like twenty years. Hey, you think you got it bad? Well, let me remind you about 2016 when your father was sleeping in a van. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so wow. it's, I, I'm just using technology to my advantage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have Wi-Fi and, uh, you know, Internet, whatever, whatever I need. Well, I hope it works out. Thank you. Did, it's did you, uh, quite a challenge, it seems. No, not really. It's actually easier than, than it. It, you would think it is. You know, I still hang out with my friends all the time. I'm on a schedule kind of between class and seeing friends and going to the bar. Not much has changed. It's been fun. Did you ever think that you would uh you would have a, you know, an hour long conversation with someone who lives in a van? I can honestly say no. Yeah. See, part of part of the uh the podcast experience not only is it to get me um uh more comfortable behind the microphone speaking to people that I don't know and coming up with different topics and trying to educate myself on new things because I'm a very curious person uh by okay. nature. I'm not a smart person, I'm just curious. And uh I'm very interested in different people's journeys. I believe no matter how how like extravagant of a life or as minimal of a life that you live you still have a a story and a journey to share with someone and the podcast to me is bringing two journeys together oh i agree i definitely agree yeah anything else that you want to bring up before we um you know we head out i can't 
think of anything. You've pretty well covered uh, everything that you were interested in about uh, about the sites and how I got into things and everything. You certainly have a very different life than anybody that's ever interviewed me, I must say. That's uh, different. Thanks. I, to I, me, I that's the that biggest compliment. I hope your winter compliment. will not be uh, too grim for you. No, see, I, <laughs> I've been a little lazy. I was supposed to, like, kind of winterize the van uh, a few weeks ago, um, but I, I've been... I went to Chicago, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and uh, I've been postponing the, the winterizing of the van. So. Well, you won't be able to leave it running overnight because of the cost of gas to keep the heater yeah, I never, going, so I'm just wondering how it's going to be heated. Yeah, I never leave it running. Even in the summer, like I said, I ran a fan. Oh, uh, I don't, because to me, that's the way you get uh, people to bother you. I have had one encounter. Uh, I called the encounter because it was just a random person that knocked on my van. Um, with my luck, it was actually another person that lived in a van. But uh, but uh, for the most part, when I park, I'm done for the night. You know, I'm ready to go to sleep. I'm not going to run the van. You know, I'm settled in. Well, what did they want? Oh, uh, well, when, when that person, uh, I, I think deep down they wanted to rob me. They, oh, my goodness. They said that they needed help getting into their van. Uh, the fact that they knew that I – there were a few key things that made me say, hey, uh, do not help this person. And one of them was, hey, I saw you in lot A earlier, but now I see you in this lot across the street. My listeners have heard the story before, but once he told me that he knew I was somewhere earlier in the night and then he saw me move to the new location and then at 2 o'clock in the morning come over and knock uh, and knock vigorously on my van – um, so he'd been watching you. Yes. So um, to me, I just thought the smartest decision was I cannot help you. I'm sorry, but I don't know you, and I cannot help you. I, I nicknamed him Hank. So if if you ever listen back to the podcast when I'm not doing an interview, and I have uh, – because sometimes I just do stuff with my friends, and um, uh, we just go back and forth on stupid stories, I'll I'll refer to Hank as, you know – He's the guy who, who knocked on my van. Wow. Yeah. I think it was the right choice to not help. Yeah, I, I think so. I, it sucks because I thought of it later on, like maybe he really de- did need help. But, you know, the the questions he was asking, his mannerisms, it it was 2 o'clock in the morning, man. You don't bother That's people. That's weird. Yeah. No. These are all things that you could have probably experienced if you got your driver's license. Wow. I'm perfectly happy to have not had those experiences. <laughs> no. It, yeah. I mean, that's it's funny because even to this day, I, I still like I don't realize that I do it. Set on going to a location to pack because that's what my normal routine was. This was the first time that I took the van on a trip. And I remember looking in my rearview mirror as I pull out of the parking lot and I'm like, why do I have to pack? Everything's here. So even after 142 days, you know, it was only like 130 some odd days at that point. It's still new to me, but I'm still also in a routine that that's old to me. Like I know what the steps are each day. Wake up, Uh go to the gym, work out, shower, go to work, Uh you know, uh, figure out lunch, dinner. And then am I going to contact people for my podcast? Am I going to go back to the gym? Am I going to go to the bar? You know, I have options, but I try to slow down at one point in my life i was so focused on i need to do things fast 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 drive fast get places fast get my work done fast i've calmed down as a person 
and I and I like to reflect on my day and on things that are going on. Enough okay. about me, I guess. That's definitely a different type of life. Yeah. There's a lot of van people in Canada, too. I've looked up the YouTube videos. There's a lot of people that give tips, and a lot of them are in Canada. And Oh, and before you brought up pets at the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. I know a guy. I don't know him. I follow him on, on YouTube, and I'm trying to get him as a guest. He travels around with his cat. Well, I hope the cat isn't in any danger of getting out. I don't, I, well, he, the cat seems like it's um, very friendly because he has videos where the cat's roaming around the campsites. Because I think his, his thing is he goes from campsite to campsite during off-peak seasons. So, you know, he, the cat was like roaming around in one of the videos and didn't run away. In another video, he was like in the passenger seat just, you know, being the navigator as much as a cat can navigate. You sound like you're like stressed out for me. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just trying to imagine. I can't even imagine living like that. I don't know. Little do you know this is actually my setup for when I when I we have a call later on tonight. <laughs> just getting you up to speed with what my uh my fantasy is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be here if ever you decide you would like to. Absolutely. Oh, great. Oh gosh. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, do you want to give out your websites again for uh for the Absolutely. listeners? Absolutely. My paid phone sex site is erotictalkphonesex.com and my free adult community website with chat rooms and audios and stories and forums and profile pages is climaxconnection.com. All right. Thanks a lot for uh coming on the Only Sandro podcast, Sharon. Um I well, will You're very welcome. You know. Thanks again All for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Let's go home and do some math, man. Leave a comment below. Please leave your message after the tone. Visit dudeinvan.com. Is the show really over? Subscribe and follow on Twitter at OnlySandro. Game over.